0: Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. On this episode, we chat to Adam Barrell, founder of So Media Group and owner of So Perth, So Where Next and So Binge. This episode gets right into his humble beginnings, which have evolved into his success and will be useful for anyone in the industry, anyone facing challenges with the current landscape in Perth, and for those curious about Adam who might seem like a silent achiever. With over 250,000 followers in his network, Adam's skills in content, social media, data and more make him a particularly unique guest. We could have chatted for hours, but for your benefit, we've captured some key topics in this one episode, including ways to build a brand for yourself and network successfully, the importance of content and being able to get ahead of trends and the future of media and agencies in Perth. Some big topics, so settle in, grab a cup of tea or enjoy your drive to work, and let's get started. Comfortable. i comfortable, got a beer, awesome. All good, good to good go, to go. It's Friday afternoon. It is Friday afternoon, I know, thank you so much for taking the time, because <laughs> honestly, I'm like, Friday afternoons are my favourite to record, because I'm like, work is behind me, the weekend's ahead of me, and I've got the whole, like, yeah, the rest of the night to kind of, like, edit, chill out. Yeah, it's a good beer. time to be, yeah,
1: tools down and yeah. focusing on every, everything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, love it. So tell me about how you discovered the Kolsch, the Eagle Bay Kolsch. Is that how you say it? Kolsch. Yeah,
1: Kolsch. Yeah. Uh, so first time was when I was on a famil for-, for Tourism WA uh, doing some stuff down in Margs. Yeah. And um, one of the fir- one of the places that we had to go visit was Eagle Bay Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hard life, obviously.
0: Horrible. Yeah. It yeah. sounds awful.
1: <laughs> and um, – yeah, first time I went down there and became, ended up becoming good mates with the, uh, Margie, who's the marketing person down there. Yep. Um, I've been in contact with her ever since. This is probably like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, wow. So, um, so that was my first time down in Eagle Bay and at the brewery and had Colch and fell in love.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Adam, for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat to you. Um, I think we crossed paths, well, we nearly crossed paths at the Grill the Marketer, the last one in February.
1: Yes. We've just missed each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Someone was saying, oh, he'll be back any minute now. And I was like, (laughs) oh, you mentioned kids. I feel like he's got shit to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had to go home and do dad duties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Have you been to many of the Grill the Marketers?
1: I was one of the first guests when they started doing guests, which was kind of cool. I'm talking about content. Yeah. But um, obviously Karma works for us. So I've been a big supporter of Grill the Marketers since
0: since day one. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, because Karma mentioned she would she was like i don't know if i'll ever work for someone ever again when we had our last chat and then she did and then i think reva who we interviewed as well who's friends of karma was like that bitch yeah. <laughs> she's gone to work for someone like that in, Good in on her obviously but yeah in
1: fairness we have worked on and off together for like yeah. the past eight years so
0: so it probably doesn't feel like working for an employer more like just joining the team oh, i would hope so yeah 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 <laughs> depends she
1: might be saying some stuff about me who knows but yeah no. <laughs> behind your back <laughs> yeah exactly no. no she's awesome and um yeah she's been a great addition to the team um, yeah awesome so yeah
0: cool so so media so so media group so <laughs> sorry yeah. um great segue uh, can you tell us a little bit more about um, who you are, what you do at So Media? Yeah. Let's keep it to those two <laughs> questions for now. I've got a whole list in my head, so we'll start with those.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess I'm the original founder of So Media Group. Um, I guess most people would know it more for So Perth than anything else. Um, but uh, what has essentially started as a Twitter account? guess maybe eight or nine years ago now is grown into I guess one of the bigger new new media platforms, not just locally but in Australia. Yeah, wow. Um, I think at the moment we've got over seven hundred fifty thousand followers across our platforms. Get about one point two million average views uh, on the websites a month. So crazy! It's going great. Yeah, and um, we've got lots of plans to keep growing in the future.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Did you grow up in Perth? Yeah, so
1: yeah. I'm, uh, Rockingham. Yeah. So
0: okay, cool. <laughs> Tell me about that. So, how did you is is Perth like? Was it like a uh, let's let's go to the big smoke and make some things happen, or were you just really leveraging what was happening locally in Rockingham and how you could like? Re- did you recognize the potential from there?
1: that uh, so, no, has uh, I guess it has literally nothing to do with Rockingham. Uh, I guess my origin story. <laughs> uh, everyone loves a good origin story. Yeah. Um, I was building websites when I was twelve. Oh my um, gosh! This is back when you actually had like dial up and you had to like have like the annoying yeah. things happening.
0: Don't use the microwave, mom, I'm uh, actually yeah. using the internet. Please. No one call,
1: otherwise it's going to drop out. Um, yeah. So I was building websites when I was 12, all self-taught. Um, just had a passion for it, strangely enough. Yeah. And one of the turning points of when I was actually feeling that there could be some value in what I do and driving myself and trying to do new things was I used to be a fan of wrestling back in the day. Yeah. Used sort of to teenager, be. Teenagers. <laughs> sort of yeah. I've grown up a bit um, <laughs> since then. I built an online wrestling forum, which was when people actually like sort of role played and um, entered in like paragraphs and pages of like walking out into the ring and doing like their own sort of role oh plays God, and cool. stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I built one of those while I was at school and yeah. meant to be studying.
0: <laughs> I love that. Meant to yeah. be studying. What yeah. are you studying at, at 12? Well, it was actually a hectic time, wasn't it? Great. No, that,
1: I, s- I suppose that's when I was sort of getting more to like actually year 10, year 11 studies yeah, right. and actually meant to be properly focusing yeah. on yeah what you're going to be doing with your life, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I built, and then ended up building one of the most sort of popular, uh, the, at the time, um, online wrestling forums, That's um, unbeknownst to yeah. me in Australia. Yeah. Um, and eventually I just handballed it off to someone once I actually got to like year 12, so, like someone else can do it. Turns out I probably should have sold it. I I just yeah, I was going to say, did you not? No. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ouch. <That> was, <laughs> looking back, you're like, but it's yeah, just you a learning experience.
1: Exactly. You yeah. don't know what you're doing sort of then, yeah. um, back then. So um, after that, I pretty much didn't really do much with computers. Went to uni, uh, actually ended up getting a double major in human biology and sports science. Yeah. Nothing to do with marketing. Yeah, obviously, wow. Or computers. Yeah. And I remember my first class at uni, the lecturer said, you guys are going to be using Google a lot. I was like, what the hell is Google? Yeah, what's
0: this? <laughs> what is
1: this? <laughs> what is this? Um, so it's all sort of like Alta like back in the day. Yeah. Um, so that was like mind blown. What the hell is Google? Yeah. Kind of a big deal now. So that's where, and then when I was at uni, I was started doing some sort of freelance web design. Yeah. Uh, for some people because I kind of got back into it because it was good money back then. It's kind of fell back into, I guess, like the website side of stuff when I played baseball um, and one of the, our uh, field of choice, which is one of the baseball stores in Perth, um, they wanted a new website and, you know, and to play it on our team. He goes, can you build a website? So, yeah, sure, that should be easy. Yeah. And he goes, oh, how much? i just give me a, a new new glove and a new bat, which is obviously pretty cheap. Oh, my cheap. gosh, <laughs> 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 um, and I built him a new website, and he goes, "All right, sweet. So that worked well." Yeah. Then his main competitor's built an online shopping website. Yeah. And he's like, oh, "Can you build an online shopping website?" <laughs> went, Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a try, and I did. And then.
0: What did you get for that? Like,
1: <laughs> I actually got a job out of it for that, yeah. which is good. Running the website, and I guess like heading up sales as well in the in the store. That's awesome. Which is like, it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. But then that went amazingly well. Yeah. Uh, that's obviously not where I wanted to sort of, I guess, like head with my career and end up. Leaving there while still studying, um, end up getting part time work at Live Clothing in the warehouse.
0: Okay, geez, yeah, that's a big, <laughs> <Yeah>. big brand. <laughs>
1: um, and then the marketing coordinator left the week that I started. Right. So they said, or oh, the, the warehouse manager says, I'd supply for the jobs. I don't know anything about. Marketing really, I could build websites and logos and so they fancy knew you did stuff. the
0: website and that sort of thing. So that's why they said, why don't you go for this role? Yeah, yeah. I ended yeah. up being right. head okay. of
1: marketing for live clothing. So.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> and instead of packing, because my brother worked at I think it was City Beach, the warehouse, yeah, yeah in Queensland. Um, and obviously there the summers are absolutely insane. Mm. So any warehouse clothing job, I'm like, I have a very bad picture of it in my head. Um, not to say they didn't treat staff <laughs> well. I don't actually know. Um, but it was actually it just, a good job, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say it sounds like hard work um, physically and instead you ended up running the marketing. Yeah, so I stayed there for like a
1: whole <laughs> two weeks and then I got moved into the office. That's, that's awesome. Like, this, this, guy just, this guy just started here and now he's in the office. Yeah, a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's – and that's when I guess like social media started sort of like taking off. Yeah. Like previously there wasn't really much Facebook or yeah. – Instagram and people taking photos of food going what the hell is this why yeah. why is this a thing why should we care so that's where my sort of journey really s- sort of began because I started taking interest in social media as well not just building websites yeah and I think that's where it sort of started and I guess like the real sort of I guess light bulb moment if you want to call that yeah um, as cliche as it is
0: yeah love it very visual yeah Got it. I'm on the <laughs> same page as you yeah. was
1: um when I was like still at Live Clothing, I was still building um, websites for other people on the side and I was getting sick. Like, what? Sick of it. So why am I building websites yeah. for other people? should be able to do something for myself mm. that's got some value. Maybe one day make me some money. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and I remember seeing the Social Network movie, which is even more cliche, yeah. um, how Facebook was invented. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, nah, stuff. This, this has got to be something I can do. I was like really amped up. Like, I want to create something. Yeah. The next day at work, this is like, this is literally how it happened. All the trains stopped in Perth as they do in the middle of summer for yep. no reason Classic. most of the time. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there's nothing on Perth now. There's nothing on the West. There's nothing on WA Today. They're all talking about Brad and Angelina breaking up for the 10th time. Oh, like as opposed, we care, yeah. yeah, exactly. As opposed to what's actually happening in Perth. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this, there has to be a way to find out information about something that's happening. I jumped on Twitter, which I would literally just joined like a week before, typed in like a Boolean search, which was trains and Perth. Yeah. And it was like 50 people actually tweeted why the trains had stopped. But oh. No one's actually talking about it. Yeah, right. Or communicating about it or anything like that in, like in I guess like a grand scale. Yeah um, so I went oh, if there's there could be value in being able to pull all this information and tweets based on locations. So this is before you could be, pull tweets based on location on mm-hmm. Twitter. So I went home that night, built a really, really terrible website called Tweet Perth. but literally it pulled every <laughs> single tweet that was happening in Perth. Yeah. So it's just like streams and streams and streams of tweets. Like, so if you said, hey, how are you going, it pulled it onto the website. Okay. Absolutely no value in that. Yeah. Because it's just noise.
0: Was that based on the user being, like their profile being located in Perth? Or based on
1: latitude, longitude. Yeah. Oh, sorry, and fencing yeah. it, yeah.
0: Okay, so they didn't have to use a hashtag or anything nope. sophisticated so like it li- that, yeah.
1: it Literally, you said, hey, how are you going in, in the area that I sort of got yeah. fenced, yeah. it pulled onto the page.
0: That's hilarious. I can't imagine what would have been. Up then. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah,
1: it's a lot of. <laughs> so that's when I was like, "Well, there's definitely no value in this noise." But yeah. over that week, I then created news. I created events, sports, mm-hmm. and created like I guess like an aggregation of all that, and created separate pages and yeah. put in different things. Um, and then based off that, I was like, "Well, I start need, I need to be able to consume and aggregate the tweets a lot easier." Uh-huh. So I started using like hashtag Perth news. So I was the first one that did that. Yeah. And then all the journals jump on it and all the news sites jump on it and they're always using hashtag Perth news. And then I'm just getting all the information being aggregated at once. That yeah. And they'll start doing it. Perth traffic, et cetera. Um, so essentially I b- ended up building a, a website, which had literally what like people say that the pulse of Perth, like the news yeah. stations, they're not, this was yeah. literally the pulse of Perth, like everything was happening in real time in Perth.
0: Yeah. They were just feeding into it as one yeah. of the veins. Yeah. As one as
1: everyone, everyone yeah. that was using Twitter at the time. Um, which was amazing to then have that power and then be able to see everything and aggregate what I wanted to sort of communicate yeah. Um, as part of that and I ended up growing the then biggest Twitter account in Perth and I guess most influential at the time as well.
0: Wow. So Twitter is like, I think when you come to WA, we're always a little bit behind everyone mm. else, like Eastern States, and then if you look internationally even more so. So it's interesting that you took to Twitter because they were the only ones talking about it, right? Mm. And in, I remember at university we talk about the different channels and instant, you know, um, part of our PR degree was to transmedia storytelling and like how to react, um, crisis, you know, management, that sort of thing. And Twitter was a very big part of that. But as soon as I left uni, um, the roles that I was working in didn't involve Twitter at all. And I was like, is this relevant in WA? Like, yeah. what is this? Um, and I personally, I had my little run in with a Twitter obsession when I was – oh, 14, I think. <laughs> I had a really big Twitter page that was like, <laughs> it was a fan page of some band I'm not going to mention. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> But it was, that was when I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this was such a, and all my friends were on Twitter for that and all that sort of thing. But coming into my working life, it was like crickets. Mm. No one had been using Twitter or anything like that. So in your opinion, in Perth, especially like giving giving the context of WA and marketing, that overlayer of marketing, what channels we use and what we're taught to use. Um, and then you've got the extra layer of knowing like how news is spread and how people mm-hmm. communicate in WA. Uh, how would you say trends like that take off? Like how, how did it work that the news sites are like, oh, this person's using, is it purely based on how relevant the content is and how important it is? Or would you say it's got a lot to do with the platform?
1: So in, in in regards to I guess Twitter back then it was I guess more prel, I guess more um, like relevant than it yeah. is now um, or more, more powerful I should say than it is now yeah um, but what I did to try and get I guess like the power of other people using the hashtag was reach out to it's kind of I guess it was like influencer marketing back yeah. then as well reaching out to specific journalists who I'd started building a relationship with right because um, I was like retweeting their stuff to a bigger audience and, yeah um, so they were loving it and they're always like at tweet person. Yeah. Um, making sure that we see it. Uh, so I got them say, hey, by the way, can you just use this hashtag? And I went, all right, sweet, no worries. And then oh, great. they used it, and then another person used it, and then also, and like the West is using hashtag Perth News. And it's like, well, yeah. Yeah,
0: thanks. you're like, oh, there we go. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so that's how it sort of started. I mean, I guess Twitter at the moment is, not, is definitely not as big as it used to be. Um, and that's where I guess when, I guess my journey sort of changed was when the website that I built. Twitter came out and said they're going to do three API changes. The first one we survived, it's like sweet, got past it. Second Mm. one I survived. Third one, site went dead.
0: Right. So it was like great. Crap. Yeah.
1: So you either go, all right, well, I rebuild the website the same but to new APIs. Yeah. And they could change it again. Not really smart. Or I rebrand and take all the, I guess, learnings, all the relationships that I've built and create a new platform that's going to be, I guess, more commercial. Yeah. Um, but still have that, I guess, like that sense of Perth. Yeah. Um, so that's when I like many beers one night. Yep. So Perth. That's <laughs> all good stories start, yep. So Perth was born um, yep. in regards to the name. And that's when I went, like, all right, so got to start Facebook, start Instagram, and then build off that. So those, I guess, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are probably more prevalent for us at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Um, then, then Twitter.
0: That is quite the origin story. I really like that. <laughs> started from building something when you were 12, yeah. being up there with all the John Cenas, Randy Orton's, all that sort yeah. of thing. And then all of a sudden, so Perth, why exactly, not? Let's yeah. just do it.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. A completely linear timeline.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how much did you find uh, the process of starting that, um, monetizing that and um, networking with your networks here in Perth, the news sites, but also, I guess, people who are creating content for you were the people of Perth, right? Yeah. Um, How did you find leveraging those relationships and uh, building So Perth into a business and creating a business model for it? Was that something that came naturally to you?
1: Um, I guess it did, in a sense, for the sheer fact that I was still working nine to five and like agency side for the majority of the whole So Perth um, sort of, uh, I guess, start. which was great because I was sort of getting headhunted to go to different agencies because of what I built and mm-hmm. I guess like the knowledge and experiences that I had. Um, so when it came to, all right, I need to get out and turn, turn this into an actual full-time job, which is what I always wanted to do because it's obviously hard doing essentially two nine-to-fives. Yeah. Um, it, was, it wasn't It was that big of a leap to sort of, I guess, like make it commercialised, put all the right structures in place mm-hmm. and, and know how to, I guess, like sort of run the business because I'd been running the business... Of agencies, yeah, that I worked at as opposed to running. So in, in that sort of sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I took a back seat until it didn't. What was the catalyst for you to drop your your OG nine to five <laughs> and focus on your passion?
1: Well, I had, um, I've i got a four and a half year old girl. Oh yeah. Um, so it was probably it probably was building for about a year year and a half after she was born. Yeah. Because um, obviously, dad duties, family duties. Um, as well as working full time, and then still having to try and do your side hustle, which is essentially full time as well. Yeah. Um. I remember going to my wife. We need to go out for dinner. I just want to have a chat about something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like nervous, like she's going to tell me, no, you can't quit your job. Well, that's, that's what I sort of built up in my head. Yeah. Um. And I w- we went out to dinner, and like, I just said, oh, I just want to have to talk about work. Um. I'm thinking about quitting. She goes, Good, you've been an asshole lately. Oh my god. <laughs> I was god. like, sweet, done. <laughs> Easy. <laughs>
0: okay, so your inner critic of like she's gonna she's gonna tell me no she's not on the same page and she's like oh thank yeah. God yeah like, thank, thank God you. yeah
1: yeah yeah oh my God I was gonna tell awesome. you to do the same was so like sweet great job done
0: that's and awesome I was, yeah whole
1: whole lot of pressure lifted as yeah. that happened um,
0: that's awesome so you
1: so they happened of October two thousand nineteen wow okay right before well, COVID great yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's like did I say that was okay yeah <laughs> um, okay no but I still feel like how did you that's another question then. How did you navigate <laughs> the whole pandemic and have not having the, I guess, not becoming irrelevant because the news is the same and everything was just so, so pandemic related?
1: Yeah. So I guess in the sense that So Perth from day one has always had, I guess, like a news flavour to it. So mm-hmm. our audience is both news and I guess like Discover Perth, like best yeah. things to see, do eat, drink, stay, etc. Yeah. So once the eat, drink, stay, do, everything's gone. Yeah. We still had news yeah. um to sort of talk about. So we actually skyrocketed with our like traffic and uh, I guess like engagement and that sort of sense. Yeah. Um because the way that we reported it, we don't want to report like left or right. It's just like here's the facts, this is what's happened. Yeah. Um, no trying to start wars between Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess like the public and government and whatnot. yeah. So it's like here it is and, and it worked quite well worked quite well. Yeah. Um so there was days where we made like absolute killing on just like Google ads on the site and stuff like that. So yeah. I was able to sort of scrape by, um, but in doing so we're actually able to increase our fan base, increase our traffic, increase our subscribers, our email subscribers um, and also start to think about what's the new world going to look like after this and how can we prepare the business to be yeah. not what it was because obviously that's not going to work in case something like this happens again.
0: Yeah, adapt and change. And I think that was a challenge for everyone at that time, even people, especially people losing Mm. jobs and that sort of thing, Um, but having to adapt to the times if you're relying on um, social media, Mm. current trends. um, And I know something like uh, an event that ignites change, I suppose, for lack of a better word, um, the change comes a few years later, right? So we're still going to be feeling the change that was initiated in 2020 in the future so what
1: most definitely what
0: does it look like for you then what do you think the landscape looks like um especially now that you've I mean in my opinion I think a lot of people spent a lot of time nurturing their own side hustles and coming to market with you know you've got some big competitors on the planes there especially Mm. with um, some niche like you said you were looking after news plus the whole local aspect of things of you know promoting Mm. local businesses and things to do You've got quite a few big competitors in that space. So how has your model sort of changed to adapt to this change and how will you continue to manage that?
1: The I guess like growth of So Media Group already started just before yeah. COVID sort of hit. Mm. Uh, we launched Soware Next, which is our national travel mm. brand in December of 2019 ah, <laughs> great ah, timing
0: yeah stabbed to the heart like. and, it, and it was
1: crushing it was going really well everyone's like this is amazing and then two months later it's like no travel so yeah and, it li- and travel's only just starting as a thing now so yeah but that's just sort of been brewing in the background yeah. we've been building the following of that uh just rebuilt the whole new website uh for that and it looks amazing even if i do say awesome. so myself yeah um, <laughs> did you <but> build it yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks
0: pretty fucking great yeah, it um, does yeah
1: it's badass but that was like stage one of us expanding, so we're definitely getting into the travel space and that's yeah. going to be big for us. Um, and then during the pandemic, I was just looking through all my domains that I own um, and I had one called So Binge and it's like, oh, I forgot about that one. And I was like, I should create an entertainment platform because everyone's sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so built a website for that and then we started doing online like quizzes where you literally would verse everyone in Australia, Yeah. which worked really well. We got a massive following, got a huge email database from it. Yeah. Um, do like a Brooklyn nine nine quiz, put it out, say it's going live at seven thirty. Yeah. Two hours to play. Go yeah. for it. Whoever wins gets a hundred dollar Netflix voucher. Yeah, yeah, it might be. And perfect that went crazy. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Perfect thing to have while you're at home with your mates, like everyone was trying to figure out how to bring community together when we were Mm -hmm. all isolated. I remember playing Zoom games and like, you know, doing PowerPoint presentations with my friends. And we were like, as (laughs) soon as the lockdowns end, we have to keep doing this. And now we just can't find the time because we're just out and about and, you know, planning my next three years of travel is planned in my head. (laughs) So there is no PowerPoint presentation. night. Okay. So for me, um, I'm going east first to see my brother and my dad who are over in um, Queensland, New South Wales. Um, some friends in Melbourne, I'll get that done next month. And then, uh, I want to go to Japan and I'm kind of piggybacked onto this group. Cause they, we were like, it was like friends of friends. They were chatting at dinner and one of the guys, um, he brews beer actually. Sorry. Nice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good cool person guy. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately I was like, good person, like your vibe. Uh, and he was like, me and the boys are going to Japan. And I was like, oh, when you say it, the boys, <laughs> <laughs> how, how how b- no girls allowed is this? And he was like, you can come if you want. So yeah. I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to do that. Japan in winter. Why not? That's my, what about you?
1: Uh, to be honest, I haven't really thought about where I want to travel uh, anytime soon. Um, more so, yeah, everything's just been more so business related now that yeah. we're sort of coming out so we can start uh, coming out of like the mess of COVID. So yeah. I guess like in the next probably 12 months for me is really focusing on building out the stuff that we want to build out. Yeah. Um because now we potentially have that first runway of no, nothing sort of shutting us all down. Yeah. So that's yeah. exciting.
0: I feel like everyone's wish list for travel, like as soon as the borders were announced that they were opening the first time, I was like, oh no, because everyone's going to flood o- overseas and interstate and all that. And I personally hate to take a holiday when everyone else is holidaying because it's like more expensive, more crowded. I hate that. I feel like it was overwhelming because you're like, we're first. Like, what yeah. if we only have one year to travel or less? Like, oh, my God, what if I have to knock out my, like, number one destination? Otherwise, yeah. I might not be able to do it. Um, So, I feel like that overwhelm of I don't actually know what I can do, what I want to do, I might just stay put. Yeah. Um, Which Comes might, too hard, yeah. Yeah, it might work in your benefit with the business taking yeah. off. So I mean, but
1: if there was a place that I could go yeah. and not have to think, think about work or anything like that would be probably – the map for christmas in switzerland oh so i was there lovely. like five or six years ago yeah and it's like it's literally christmas yeah in the town yeah it's amazing i've heard. and my little one would just go ballistic for it yeah 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 so yeah. that would oh. probably be the go-to
0: so you've got your 12 months mapped out um do you work from home or do you have an office so
1: we have an office uh in the mm-hmm. city at we work mm-hmm. in the big big Lego yep. building uh so we're out there uh we've got an office with the team um some of us are work from home, some of us come in. Yeah. We try and still come in two days a week with everyone. Yeah. It's um, a bit of team bonding, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Make sure everyone still um, knows what's happening and across everything. So, uh, yeah, but I'll st- I work from home if, if need be. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it can just be easier with pickups and juggling those sort of responsibilities and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, what's it like? Because now you don't have that nine to five, you just focus on So mm-hmm. Perth, right? So what's it like having that, and how many kids do you have? Just the one, yeah. Just the one, okay. Still probably feels like (laughs) multiple. Yeah. (laughs) What's it like um, But wanting to have a nice balance? Like do you put a lot of um, value and prioritise that sort of balance, or are you like an all-in-eggs-one-basket type of person?
1: Uh, I think um, I'm definitely probably more so – I'm probably good at, at both yeah. the I guess like dad life, family life, and um and work side of things. Yeah. Uh, when it needs to be family, it's it's family first. Yeah. Um, but then outside of that, it's yeah, get work done. So I'll stay up to like two o'clock in the morning working yes. if oh I need to gosh. get work done. But that's just because yeah, you just have to. It just yeah it needs. And to if it's work. your own business, well, kind of the buck falls with you. So you yeah. have to get things done that need to get done.
0: Yeah. Okay. Totally. And your support network. Ha- like, do you have mentors? Do you have um, a big team? Obviously, Karma yeah. works in your team. How are you navigating finding the support for that? Because it sounds like you've always sort of done stuff yourself.
1: Yeah, so that's been, I guess, the biggest sort of issue I've always had is wanting to do everything everything myself. It's not yeah. because I'm like a perfectionist in that yeah. sort of sense, but it's just, I just, I guess, sometimes find it easier for me to do things than to try and communicate to someone else to do it yeah. um, and try and relinquish that, okay. that responsibility for myself. Um, but I have gotten a lot better at that because we have, have a team now, which is good. Yeah. Um, maybe I have to ask Karma that question. She'll probably have a different yeah. response. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, for for me, from a mentor side of things, um, I would love to find a mentor personally, mm-hmm. but I actually haven't had time to go tools down and, and, and just get into that headspace and try and, I guess, make those connections and find, yeah. find someone um, that can sort of help us or help me sort of guide us um, to that next sort of steps that we want to take. Um, so that's something that I'm definitely on my list of things that I want to do, but it just hasn't come to the top of the list yet.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's hard because with business coaches, they need to be like friends or part of the team as well, because, um, otherwise it's like more in it for them than for Mm. you, for you sometimes, depending on who they are. Um, so you mentioned before that your biggest issue may be communicating like how you want people to work, how you want things to work. How do you have like strategies to get through safe, like, you know, different business owners listening and they have the same issue. Have you had any, any tips or any learnings that you've taken from that being one of your biggest challenges as a business owner?
1: Yeah, for me, it's probably turned into more, I guess, like sort of project management side of things. So, um, Sometimes when everything's in your head, you just go, I can just do it because it's easier. But if you set up those structures before... You yeah. get to the next campaign or next project, then it makes it easier to communicate. Yeah. because um, otherwise it's like I can just do it because I need I know what I need yeah. to get done. Whereas yeah. like if it's you set up that strategy and set up like a slight like that flow like process, process, yeah, process, mm. then it's like that's the process. You do this, you do this, and they those people then become more familiar with what they're doing. Yeah, and then makes everyone's life easier. So yeah. So for me, it was taking a step back, going all right, I need to stop doing all this sort of stuff. Like for example, I was writing 90% of the content before we started employing other people. Yeah. So relinquishing all that was Ooh. amazing because I'm yeah. not a writer. Well, I don't think I'm a writer, but <laughs> yeah. it turns out I, mean, I can I mean, you are a write writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so taking a step back from that yeah. and then one, getting other people to write it all it. Yeah. Um, and I guess like um, teaching them how I come about creating content and researching content, Yeah. Um, that's definitely helped yeah. massively for us.
0: Yeah, sometimes like training someone else to do something you did is a good way to kind of let go maybe, Yeah. yeah. I find that really interesting, like having to, having <laughs> spoken to <laughs> um, different, uh, I guess, business owners in the media space, in agency and marketing, that sort of thing. There's a common theme with uh, business owners that get really involved in the top end of the process. They've got the great ideas because it's their business. They know how, how things should work and how things should run, the outcomes that they're expecting and that their clients and their partners are expecting certain outcomes. Um, something that I've noticed and, you know, I'm not sure if you can – to it is the implementation of once you've got a client on board or a content idea for your, you know, in instance of what you're doing, mm-hmm. um, the content idea and actually implementing it um, with the team. Uh, I know you said before you want to get more guidance on that process and that strategy, but what do you find is most effective to kind of band a team together, motivate them and then actually see a project through?
1: For us, it's whether it's client side or internally, because I guess we do our own internal projects to yeah. a, build a hub for this or... Yeah. Uh, launch a new website or et cetera. So we have our own internal processes for our platforms. But from client side, we, we did the exact same thing. So yeah. um, when it's like, all right, we've got this client, we need to come up with some ideas. Yep. Uh, so we'll all sort of brainstorm because we all have different different opinions, different ideas, uh, different experiences. So it yeah. helps us bounce ideas off it. Um, so that's definitely a plus for us to, yeah, to, to initially have that different ideas um, ideation session, um, and then that's when it breaks out into the different processes yeah. and flows to make sure everyone does what they need to do. Yeah. Um, and with our clients, we'll have uh, like real-time dashboards and project management boards so they can actually see the performance of the campaign as soon as it goes live yeah. um, through Data Studio, which is great.
0: That's um, super helpful. I love Data Studio. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it, and I'm like a firm believer in the dashboard should be set up, it should be live, and you should add commentary and value on the observations of what data is there. Right, that's Correct. how it should work. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, like how big some big agencies don't do that very well. Um, do you think if you guys grow, like how how much will things change? Do you guys have some big sites in the future? Do you wanna do you wanna expand over east? Like, is there so media? Group in there's, Queensland on the horizon, or
1: there's definitely expansion, um, mm-hmm. not just in I guess other locations, but also just in other verticals as well. Yeah, um, that we're looking at. So that's that's our path for the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a focus for us because um, I'm a firm believer of once you have audience, you can then push it. And yeah. go and take um, and guess move them in any direction that you want. Yeah. Um, which is the power because not everyone has audience. Yeah. Um, and it's going to get harder and harder for people to reach new people, engage people, etc. Mm. So if you can control that, have good data and insights on your audience and know how to, I guess, empower them to do what you want them to do. Yeah. Okay, in a good way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's I think worth a lot of value and that's where we sort of see one I guess like one part of social media group going.
0: Yeah. Have you ever tried anything that just didn't work because the audience was like, "Ah, oh, we hear you, but it's a hard pass."
1: Uh, we, I guess, kind of like fact check if we want to work with certain clients and stuff like that. So there's, I guess, it hasn't yeah. really been anything that's completely flopped. Right. And going, oh, we thought that was going to work. Yeah. Because um, if it gets to us, like, no, we're not not going to work on that because right. that's not a fit for our audience. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to do something that then that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I have that sort of sour taste in a client's mouth, saying, oh, "These guys don't know what they're doing." Yeah. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or an idea that you're like, oh, maybe this industry is not for us. It's like, no, we knew yeah. that specific project wasn't going to work. We should have just stuck by our guns. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, so how do you personally then? How do you stay motivated? Is it like a consistent thing with you? Are you do you have strategies, or is it a mindset? What is there any little secret to your like? Is it? <laughs> it can be as basic as like you get up, have a coffee, and that starts your day well, or you end the day with a beer, or your ideas come when you're having beers with mates, or um, Brain del- beers are the best. Yes. I can
1: definitely vouch for that. Uh, yeah. just 100%. need a whiteboard.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I guess my – what sort of keeps me, I guess, like motivated the most is like, I've tried, like, for example, we use Monday yeah. internally to manage projects or something like that and I've tried that to manage my own, like, to-do lists. Yeah. Um, and it just never works. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Even though I'm obviously on computer, like, 98% of the time. Yeah. But it doesn't really f- work for me, but having a whiteboard and – Post-it notes, yeah, saying to-do list and breaking up into like campaigns, uh, new business, yeah, um, like website stuff, like stuff that might need to get changed, yeah, and sort of breaking up into that, and then taking a sticker off the to-do and then putting it on the
0: yeah,
1: on the done side, yeah. Um, that is, I find that far more powerful than like using a Monday board to yeah. do my to-do list.
0: Yeah, I'm similar. I tried to use um, Trello. Yeah, Uh, And I was like, this is so cool, like such a powerful platform, love it, very visual, got my little Kanban board set up and everything, and then like forgot about it. Um, (laughs) uh, Because I think I find community project management systems, um, sorry, not community, project management systems that are run like a communication base, right? So you've got the whole team on it. I wouldn't probably do one for just me, but like if it's, if it was like a team project management system that everyone uses as a communication tool is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> halfway through the beer, yeah. the words are just flowing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's how I find like keeping my to-do list more, I guess, top of mind. Um, so something that I'm doing with my manager at the moment. My full-time job is we've changed our task list from like a tick, tick, tick task list to a Kanban board of progress, mm-hmm. in progress, to-do, urgent, blah, yep. blah, 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 um, And I find that a lot easier to work with than something like Trello because for me, it's like I'm accountable for me. Like, uh, oh, I think uh, me might just take the time off and <laughs> not look at this ever again. Whereas yeah. if my manager's like, oh, yeah, um can you move that into this column? I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually haven't done that, so I can't. Uh, let me get on to that. um. Or, or if it's, like, you use it with your agency or with your client or that sort of thing, that's really useful. Um, but I'm a very, very big fan of old-fashioned, yeah. you know, post-it notes, whiteboards. I was saying to my housemates yesterday, I was like, would anyone mind if I just stick a – because my desk is downstairs, which yeah. is, like, our living room is, like, that beautiful old-style open plan. And I'm like, would anyone mind if I just smack up a uh, – like a whiteboard and they were like, um, <laughs> it was like <laughs> calendar. Like they're like, okay, we can all compromise and say calendar. Cause I write all my notes in my yep. calendar. And then there's always like a note thing at the side of like ultimate top urgent. If you don't get this done, your week is a failure. Well, yeah. I'm not that mean to myself. No I'm to to myself out, yeah. 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 You cannot finish on Friday without this um, being done. So that's how I manage that. But um, that's cool to hear that you use your sticky notes and your whiteboards yeah, as well.
1: I still find it's like, cause as soon as I walk into my office at home, and you see the whiteboard and you see all the things to do. It's like, oh,
0: yeah, I better do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: But if it's on the computer and you don't have that open, it's like yeah, you, you don't know.
0: Open a new tab, you are just say like, do-do-do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the other 500 tabs you have open. Yeah. Um, And you wouldn't even know. So it's yeah. just a good reminder. And I think it's like for me reverting back to that yeah. made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but internally and I guess like with clients, we still do the project management and you put things going complete yeah. to do. With client, et cetera. So, yeah. Like, we still do that. And I still do that from a, I guess, like a project and yeah, side of things. Yeah. Um, but for my personal, I need to get these yeah. things done. Yeah. Um, Adams B A U. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's done on a whiteboard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've got a little fridge whiteboard of, um, I used to use it for like what I was going to buy for dinner. Because if I go to the shops, if you let me loose at a grocery store, <laughs> I will come back with all the ingredients um, that no one needs to make a meal. Yep. And then, like, that is my. Worst frustration. My pantry is so full, but I can't put everything together to make a meal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I need to like list it out and go there, get the things. And then I'm like, if I do want something extra – you know, it's not on the list, but if I do, I can treat myself or whatever and <laughs> that sort of thing works for me or going to the market and being like, I only spend $10 at that vendor. And then you look at your receipt and you're like, and at 17 more vendors, that's 170. Yeah. B- oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot be spending like this. Don't let me loose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I feel like that like funny how your brain works and how different people work. This one psycho <laughs> at my whole <laughs> workplace used to put their to-do list as their background.
1: Okay, that's interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm like, how do you edit it though? Because it's your background. You'd have to update your background. She's like, yeah.
1: Well, she goes into like Photoshop or Canva every day. and
0: Probably, yeah. yeah. Loved, loved Canva, but yeah, it mm. was... Yeah, not the prettiest background. Not the prettiest background, but um, <laughs> I felt like if it works for you, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. You do you, yeah. Yeah, you do you. So why... What makes Perth the perfect blank canvas to start a business like this? Um, and to start a side hustle, let's take a broader, let's take a step back.
1: I guess for me, in the I guess like initial phases of when it was Tweet Perth, um, and when I started, started building like, like the content for Tweet Perth, like the best things to do in Perth, mm-hmm. um, and writing writing those content pieces, there what wa- the, f- the great thing about Perth was the fact that there was no competition. Yeah, there was no, as there is now, like an Urban List, yeah. for example. There was that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So. The fact by being able to be in Perth allowed me to sort of, I guess, like explore and, and try something that hadn't been done before mm-hmm. um, in this market. So I think that was definitely a positive. Yeah. Um, so from the start, you were actually able to sort of gain momentum and gain sort of interest Yeah. Um, as opposed to potentially competing straight away.
0: Yeah. And now that there are a lot of competitors, yeah. do you have a strategy on how to um, not tackle them head on because I feel like Perth is a very collaborative, um, well, you can disagree with me if you think (laughs) otherwise, but I feel like Perth can be quite a collaborative workspace in terms of leveraging local businesses, Mm. promoting things that everyone wants to know about, like what to do on the weekend, where to eat, um, what's happening in the news. Are my trains working this summer? God, please let the trains be work. Like, how are you, how do you, I don't want to say tackle, but I'm going to say, how do you tackle that?
1: (laughs) So. So for us, like we, I guess like yeah, there are competitors, yeah. um, but we don't see that as a bad thing, yeah. and we don't, I guess like try and tackle them as an example. Yeah. Um, we we have our own plan, we have our own I guess roadmap for where we want to go. Yeah. Um, so while we obviously keep tabs and and look at what others are doing, it doesn't really influence what where we're going and what hmm. we want to do. Um, But I think it's good for, especially in the market, we are to have those different voices Yeah. because collectively we are all doing something that's, I guess, like shaking the traditional media, which I think is a good thing.
0: That is a great thing. I'd love to see the back of some traditional media brands. (laughs) In terms of like, I don't want to go into the diversity thing, but how important is it to you that you're... Uh, working with different people in Perth, um, different demographics, different backgrounds, that sort of thing. Because I know you just got Karma on board. She's mm. amazing. I really like her. She's got a really good ethos and morals. Mm. Um, and she's a nice, like, she's got the history of Perth in her sort of back pocket, her yep. skill set. Um, what What is your team built like? Like, how do you gain that talent in Perth and use it to your advantage, given that resources are so low at the moment?
1: Yeah, and that's, yeah, definitely something that a lot of agencies have come to us with, mm. given that my background is in the agency side yes. of things. Um, quite a few of my contacts have reached out saying, oh, do you do you know any head of digitals? Do you know anyone who can do this? Like, right. well, that, that job that you want that person to do, that's me. Yeah. And I'm not taking jobs at the moment. Yeah. Um, but if you want us to help you out, yeah, we can help you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go, okay, let's do that. So and they and they obviously know that there's no there's like very limited capabilities in the mm. in the market at the moment because obviously Borders have been shut and no mm-hmm. one's allowed in or out. Um, so that's been a real sort of challenge for a lot of agencies. But for us, the way that we see it is, that, like, for example, myself and Kami, mm. we know what we're doing. We've had years of experience. So we can hire someone that has a lot of potential mm-hmm. or looks like they're going to have a lot of potential and train them up. Yep. So we don't have that same issue of where do we get talent from or yeah, how do we right. get people. So like we can bring someone in from the ground level. And train them because we know what to do because we're already that that person that everyone else is looking for.
0: Yeah, right. Which is great. That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of businesses look, um, you know, like analysts for example. They need someone who's an analyst and has been an analyst for their lives, and you're like, who, who, who in Perth? All five of them? Like they've yeah. all got jobs, man. Like they are all working yeah. um, for someone else. So I really like that, like being able to take someone who's because we've got so many students still at uni. We still have a lot of yeah. people graduating. Um, with like opportunities now, I guess the pool is supposed to be better for them. But I remember looking for a job at my like end of uni days and thinking like, oh, sorry, I don't have like four years of experience behind me. Like where does someone like me start? And then you do the crap jobs, you get the crap bosses, you learn all the hard lessons for the first five years of your career. And if only someone recognised that you're not going to be a fully fledged, you know, 10 years experience marketing professional, um, especially in the marketing, we're speaking strictly yeah. for marketing. Like, obviously, engineering is a little bit different with, yeah. you know, construction is a bit different. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, strictly from that point of view, that's yeah. super interesting. And that's what
1: I find is also interesting with, like, the agency <coughs> yeah. side of things is they're looking for that head person because they need someone to do that work. But that yeah. person that they just had was the same person. So it's <laughs> like – and then that person leaves yeah. and you're in the same issue again. So it's like you're not actually fixing the problem. And yeah. they said, well – what happens if we give you this work? Yeah. It's so, like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. We, we can train people up. You have the issue of not having us. Yeah. So we can be that person. Yeah. But as a multiple. Yeah. People. yeah. Like it's like, It should be a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because like if, if it's a contract, they're not relying on you, Adam, they're mm. relying on your business. Correct. right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And someone's always going to be there to do the work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Correct. And we'll train up people as we need to train up people based yeah. on what it is. And, the fact that people want that, like for example, like a head of digital. Yeah. Like five or six years ago, digital was like, you can't see my hands. <laughs> like asked, but it's like this wide. It's like Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Yeah. Twitter, maybe a bit of Snapchat, and yeah. then YouTube and SEO. So it's like this wide. Now it's like you got TikTok, you got all these different yeah. things, you got all different advertising stuff. So to have someone that has that breadth of knowledge Yeah. and be able to go like the depth that you need to be a specialist in Facebook ads or a specialist in organic mm-hmm. content even copywriting content, for example, um, TikTok, which has gone crazy. Yeah. You're not going to find that person. Yeah. Um, and there's like specialists in each single one now. Yeah. So you need as an agency to be su- successful. Yeah. To have knowledge in those, I guess, like silos yeah. as well.
0: And follow through, like be able to depend on that agency to then follow through and do what they say they're going to do. Correct, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Okay. So for business owners or people starting a business out there, Um, I guess one question I have, and I'm I'm not sure how much you want to go into it, is uh, like startups Mm -hmm. and how they might, if they need skills that your team would be able to provide, how do they go about um, testing the waters, seeing what works for them and having a low budget? Like how does that work? Have you ever had a client that's come on board like that or probably several that you've worked with at that level?
1: From a a startup side of things, it's it's very interesting obviously because I come from starting up my own business as well. Mm. The great thing that we have is audience. Yeah. And we can definitely help out anyone because when you have a startup, you have a product yeah. or a service or whatever it might be, chances are you have zero audience and yeah. zero budget to go with that. Um so for us we're we're actually looking into that space. Yeah. Um, not from, I guess, like a monetary value to say, Hey, we're gonna charge five thousand dollars for yeah. a campaign. Yeah. Um, but to do something a bit different. Um, so we're actually Actively looking at how we can support the startup scene in, in Perth by using our audience yeah. um, and using our skills um, to sort of help them market, to help them make sure their website's right, make sure they can email market correctly, yeah. um, et cetera. So that's one of the many things that we have brewing in the background.
0: Awesome, because I feel like there's a lot of businesses or entrepreneurs out there who mm. do a couple of courses and think they've got it down pat for themselves, but then to offer the skills to another business that's starting out. And it's so hurtful to that small business, like when it doesn't oh. work and you've put all your trust and your money into this one, you know, skilled individual or, you know, and they might be skilled, but then they've over committed or they don't necessarily, they take on more than they can actually do. Um, so that's really cool to hear that. You're yeah, you
1: see it, you see it time and time again and you obviously hear those horrible stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we definitely want to avoid that. Yeah, um, and that's definitely not going to be, I guess, our, our main goal. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to lift up the startup side of things. Yeah, um, Jason, who's um, also in uh, So Media Group, he's actually the head of um, Startup WA. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Recently, recently elected, maybe Novemberish, Decemberish, he was uh, elected head of uh, head of Startup WA. Yeah. So we're already part of that, um, or he's part of it. So we're going to look at seeing ways of So Perth or So Media Group as a whole
0: can sort of oh that's incredible I didn't know that that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah that's a great way to kind of yeah take advantage of that um opportunity to help other people like I think that's what Perth is based on is helping each other and leveraging the local aspect of things and since you guys are all local that's a really great way of yeah, doing definitely. it yeah yeah that's awesome um those were all my questions for today yeah thank you I feel like that went really fast so I'm just like making sure we don't How get kicked down. Yeah. it's like an hour really? <laughs> yeah yeah I know Feels like 20 minutes um, so thanks so much for taking the time for sharing your favourite beer selection with me I actually can't wait to see what you guys get up to um, particularly now that you've got like I guess yeah you've got Jason you've got Karma you've got all of those opportunities to expand and help the local business from small to large which is kind of cool like yeah, very definitely. heartwarming thank you yeah. thanks. thanks thanks for having me thanks for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast if there's anyone that you specifically want to hear from or you think would be great on the podcast, send us a DM on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email us at theperthbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next time.